Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, this is Rabbi Aaron Alexander. I am continuing for the Jcast Network's Daily Daf Differently Tractate Psachim, Masachet Psachim, today, page 19. We're still in the throes of that which is impure and that which is pure, Tuma and Tahara. So, in case you thought we were ready to move on to something distinctly Passover-related, not quite yet, probably not on my watch, to be sure. But I want to speak today a little bit about form and content, a uh, thread that I think runs through the entire Talmud. On page 19a of Psachim, there is a Mishnah from Masechet Eduyot, chapter 2, that is mentioned. It's in the name of Rabbi Hanina Skan HaKohanim, who I spoke about yesterday. Uh, and so that's likely why it's being referred to here. It also, of course, has to do with Tuma and Tahara. The Mishnah, beginning Tanan Hatam, we learned uh, a Mishnah from another place. ba basar, a needle that was found in the flesh. Uh, in this case, the flesh of an animal being offered as a sacrifice. Shasakin v'hayadaim Torot. The knife that was used uh, to cut the animal and the hands of the Kohen who was likely doing the cutting are pure. They're tahor. So the image in front of you is an animal being sacrificed and lo and behold there's a needle in a haystack which is to say uh, a needle uh, appears. And the ruling is that the hands of the Kohen and the knife that cut into the animal are pure, vabasar tame, but the flesh it's, itself is impure, which is to say the needle touched the flesh directly, may or may not have touched the knife and the hands of the Kohen. Um, so we know that the needle is tame. We're in all kinds of category of biblical prohibitions, rabbinic prohibitions, doubts, things that we're sure about. Nimtzeit baperesh, but however, if uh, when the needle was found, it was in the animal's excrement, hakol tahor, everything in uh, everything that has been mentioned thus far is considered pure, which is to say, the flesh, the hands of the kohen, and the knife that the kohen used. Amar Rabbi Akiva, zachinu she'ein tumat yadayim b'mikdash. Rabbi Akiva draws out from this ruling that, therefore, uh, the rabbis did not 
decree um, against uh, or did not decree that hands in the temple area uh, are to be considered uh, impure, which is to say if uh, the rabbis would have been worried about uh, such impurities on the hands of the Kohanim, surely this would have been a case that demonstrated that because the hands came in direct contact with something that was uh, potentially impure, a needle that touched the flesh that then the Kohen touched. Um, interesting here in this Mishnah and why I wanted to uh, spur a conversation about form and content is because there is nothing in this Mishnah that suggests explicitly um, why the needle itself had become impure. It's just assumed. And so the Gemara on uh, the B side of the page uh, has that uh, conversation, um, which is to say they need to first um, know uh, the status of the needle and why it's impure, and they don't. Uh, they don't know. Um, it's possible that... Um, uh, they say, um, in trying to figure out what the problem with the needle is, uh, it's possible that this is a case in which we know that the needle had been contaminated by a dead body, and the person cutting it recognized the needle. Um, it's an unlikely solution in this case. Again, needle in a haystack, but at least uh, attempts to understand why the needle itself would be impure. Uh, it would have touched an av tumah, a primary, a primary category of tumah. Um, other suggestions are where the needle uh, originated. If the needle comes from outside of Yerushalayim, the assumption was is that it was never meant to be um, uh, pure in the first place, didn't need to be pure, and then it, in which case... Uh, when it is doubtful, if it's from outside of Yerushalayim, you consider it to be Tameh. Uh, therefore, our ruling would stand. If it comes from in Yerushalayim, then the assumption would be that the needle is Tahor, and our Mishnah would, in fact, be somewhat moot. Form and content. Um, Content here is about the suffix status of uh, not only the hands of the Kohen and the knife, but the needle itself. Um, but the form is something that each one of us uh, experiences on a regular basis and is in fact the entire project to a certain extent uh, of rabbinic conversation, which is to say um, there are authoritative texts put before us, um, transmitted orally from another time in another place, um, specific circumstances boiled down into a few short words, and we are only left to interpret and to um, identify the truth that it may contain, the truth about the facts and the truth about the meaning. That's exactly what's happening here with the needle. It's just a needle, um, but the Mishnah is so far outside of its context in the later rabbinic discussions um, that we have to talk about um, where the needle comes from, who might know um, something specific about the needle. So too in our lives, I think we are presented so often with uh, the thoughts of others who have come before us. These in daily conversations, um, somebody said something to me yesterday, something said something to this person, to that person. And in order to 
use those conversations as uh, um, guideposts for our for our own conversations, for our own direction in life. We have to essentially um, reenact the rabbinic process uh, at every step uh, of our lives, which is to say, try to um, understand original context to the best we can, throw up, throw out possibilities, um, and uh, and the best we can do usually are half-truths. Um, but uh, in, in religious life, half-truths um, are the stuff that makes for context and um, contour and texture and depth and meeting. Uh, half-truths allow for an oral Torah, an oral Torah like we have in front of us and the oral Torah that is each one of us trying to find our way through the world with the Torah as a prism, form and context. And context. It's just a needle um, uh, that uh, the Mishnah mentions, but we want to know something about that needle. We need to know something about that needle. And even when we have half of an answer, um, uh, it's enough to allow us to carry forward in the conversation and to make it a little bit of our own. Looking forward to learning again with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.